You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to your Valentine's Views podcast for Wednesday. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. If you're watching us on YouTube, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. If you're listening to us across the Big Blue View radio podcast network, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Drop us a rating or a review if you can. All right, Giants fans, a couple, uh, couple things for you today. A little bit later on, I'm going to have an interview for you with Emery Hunt of Football Game Plan and CBS Sports, one of the best draft analysts I know. We'll be talking about uh, the Shrine Game, Senior Bowl, upcoming Giants draft prospects, a little bit of a review of the uh, of the All-Star Game circuit, and a preview of some of the prospects who might become Giants here uh, when we get to the draft in a couple of months here late in April. So uh, hopefully you guys will will enjoy that. I always enjoy talking to Emery myself, so, uh, so stay tuned for that. But uh, first, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the uh, potential news going on with your New York Giants. And really what's going on right now is the search around the league for head coaching candidates. Giants have uh, defensive coordinator Wink Martindale and offensive coordinator Mike Kafka who are in the running for the two available jobs, which are in Indianapolis and in Arizona. The big news that happened on Monday, the uh, Arizona Cardinals, where Mike Kafka is a finalist for that job. Kafka has interviewed for four of the five jobs that were open this cycle. The only place he did not interview was with the Denver Broncos, who hired Sean Payton. But on Monday, Former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores dropped out of the running for the Arizona job, took the defensive coordinator position with the Minnesota Vikings. Interesting decision by Flores to to bow out of the running for the head coaching job. But for now, that leaves Mike Kafka, Giants offensive coordinator, and Lou Anarumo, Cincinnati Bengals defensive coordinator as the only two known candidates for that job. As I understand it right now, the Cardinals are expected to uh, wait until sometime next week to make a decision, which uh, raises the possibility that Arizona might be waiting for an opportunity to interview someone like uh, like Shane Steichen, the uh, offensive coordinator with the Philadelphia Eagles, who obviously won't be available to do that until after Sunday night's Super Bowl. But as of now, a strong possibility exists 
that the Giants could be losing offensive coordinator Mike Kafka. And uh, the question becomes, what do the Giants do then at offensive coordinator if Kafka moves on and gets the Arizona job? And there are a couple of possibilities. One could be promoting offensive coordinator, or not offensive coordinator, promoting quarterbacks coach Shea Tierney to the offensive coordinator role and giving him play-calling responsibilities. Uh, Tierney interviewed for the offensive coordinator job with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so who knows? It's possible that Tierney might be moving on as well. Another possibility could be giving that job to wide receivers coach Mike Grow. Grow was offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles for a couple of years when Doug Peterson was head coach there. Of course, Peterson designed the offense and called the plays, so Grow did not have play-calling responsibilities If the Giants lose Mike Kafka, it will be interesting to see if head coach Brian Dable steps in and decides to call plays. I honestly hope that he does not. I like the way that the Giants operated in 2022 with Dable functioning as a CEO, with him overseeing, with him touching on all aspects of of game management, with him allowing Mike Kafka to call plays, with him allowing Wink Martindale to run the defense. So I'm hoping that the Giants are able to continue with that structure, but the possibility always exists based on or depending on how it all shakes out that if the Giants lose Mike Kafka, the possibility exists that you could see Brian Dayball step into the uh, to the play calling role. As I said, I hope it doesn't come to that. But uh, but we shall see, Giants fans. And and if the Cardinals stick to the timetable that we know about at this point, that's been reported at this point, they'll make a decision after the Super Bowl, so sometime next week. Wink Martindale, meanwhile, is still a candidate for the vacancy with the Indianapolis Colts. There are roughly a half a dozen known finalists for that job. Martindale's had two interviews, should be, is considered a a finalist for that job. Not sure what the deal is with the Colts at this point. There's been some speculation that they might open up a third round of interviews, add some candidates. Again, they could be waiting for one of the coaches from the Kansas City Chiefs or Philadelphia Eagles to be available to interview as well. So that could extend into next week. But uh, but Martindale and Kafka both at this point considered strong candidates for the job. Martindale in Indianapolis and Kafka in Arizona. So there is a possibility that the Giants will be restructuring their coaching staff. I should mention that if the Giants lose Wink Martindale, the the first uh, the the obvious choice to become defensive coordinator would be linebackers coach Drew Wilkins, who's been a Martindale protege for the last ten years or so in both Baltimore and in New York. The problem is, I think Wilkins would go with Martindale to Indianapolis and be the defensive coordinator for Martindale with the Colts, which would probably leave the Giants, if they wanted to stay internal, 
looking at someone like defensive backs coach Jerome Henderson, a veteran coach who's never had a chance to be a defensive coordinator but probably deserves one. I think the Giants would probably like to keep that internal if they can. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But both of those guys, still strong candidates for head coaching jobs in 2023. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, Giants fans, let's, uh, let's get to the interview that I did with Emery Hunt of Football Game Plan and CBS Sports. Giants fans, I'm joined now by one of Big Blue View's favorite draft analysts, Emery Hunt of CBS Sports Football Game Plan, and uh, God knows where else these days. How, how you doing, Em? How you been? I've been fine, Ed, man. It's great to be talking ball with you again. Um, again, just got off that all-star game circuit all January from the 6th until February 3rd was on the road, man. Did, did I see on, on your Twitter feed, seven all-star games, <laughs> seven FCS bowl, college gridiron showcase, hula bowl, <laughs> tropical bowl, uh, NFL PA bowl, shrine game, senior bowl. I didn't even know there were that many all-star games. Um. <laughs> All across uh, Florida twice. It's funny. I stayed in the same hotel twice in Orlando on two separate trips. Uh, Pasadena, wow. Mobile, Vegas, and Daytona Beach. Did you even remember what home looked like when you got there? I did not. I also didn't remember what this weather looked like up here in Jersey. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's... Uh, it, it, it's not as bad as it's been, though. I think you did miss some of the worst. Anyway, anyway, let's. Uh, we got a few minutes of your time, and I know uh, I know you're busy, so let's let's dive right into it. Um, talk about uh, talk about the Giants a little bit, and talk about some of uh, some of your guys that you've seen. And I know it's still early, but. Some guys that you really, really like for the Giants that that you've seen, and we're talking about 
just to throw positions at you. We're talking about wide receiver, of course. We're talking about corner. We're talking about you know inside off ball linebacker, maybe interior offensive line. You know th- those those spots. Just uh, some guys that that you've seen that that you've looked at and and thought you know that that's a guy that would really help the Giants. Thinking about how the Giants' offense is run and or was run last this past season, um, everyone focuses on the vertical threats. You know, need a deep threat, but I think you really need some more. And we spoke about this before, Ed, all throughout the you know last draft cycle during training camp where we saw the emergence of Richie James. Um, they need more of these catch and run guys. So when I get a bigger guy that can catch and run, I'm I'm, I'm very impressed with Trey Palmer of Nebraska. You know, this is someone that transferred from LSU, plays with the same level of toughness uh, and dog in him like a Jamar Chase does. Uh, very good athlete, has return ability, 6'1", 6 feet, 193. So he's got good size on him. He's a physical guy, can play anywhere across the, the formation. So he's not relegated to outside duties. He can play inside, had a really good week at the Senior Bowl. Um, offensive line, I think we – we can say interior offensive line may be where the Giants go if you want to go center. Um, because they pick at pick 24, you probably might want to grab the guy there. You can go, let's say, guard Osiris, Osiris Torrance from the University of Florida. Fantastic guard, former Raging Cajun. I know I'm a little biased, but he transferred to Florida. <laughs> uh, great blocking ability. Um, you look at a center from Minnesota who had probably the best week of an offensive lineman. And John Michael that's, Schmidt. I, that's a guy that I get asked about. You know, and, and one of the questions I get all the time is, well, you know, teams don't draft centers in the first round. And that's not necessarily true. They'll draft centers, but not in the top half of the first round. You get to 20, between 20 and 30, and teams will do that. Um, and you know, your good friend and my good friend, Patty Trana, and I have talked a number of times about the idea that that the Giants really could use a center that of their own that they can draft and develop. And And my question for you is the Giants sit there at, I think it's 25 because of the, uh, the Dolphins, I think, having to forfeit that pick. Is Schmitz a guy that's worth that pick in the 20 to 30 range? Absolutely. Easily. That's like um, the Ravens last year taking Linderbaum. You know, mm-hmm. if you see a guy that you like, take him. Like, don't mm-hmm. don't listen to us as analysts in media or the public perception of positional value. You You have to do what's best for your football team. And if this guy helps your football team, take him. You know, especially when you're talking about a guy of that caliber, because when folks try to game the draft, that's when you miss out, you know. So take the guy that you like when you like him and build your team as opposed to, well, you know, if we took this guy late, can't really take centers in the first round. We should take another position here and hopefully get him in the second round. Then the person right after you will take the guy that you wanted for being stupid. You know what I'm saying? So I like John Michael Schmidt. Uh, He was phenomenal at the senior bowl um, and pass pro in the run game. He, I think is a plug and play guy. And because he had just a great week at the senior bowl, it probably 
elevated his stock to where you can't wait now until round two, especially where the Giants pick to grab him. Right. And on, if because if if you want that center, if you want him, for example, you're not getting him at 57. Absolutely not. You, you know what I'm saying? So you get him then at 25 and go about your day, you know, be, and, and be mm-hmm. happy with the pick because he's a plug and play guy almost immediately. Absolutely. So let me throw let me throw another name at you. And I know that that, you know, you haven't written your your football game plan draft guide and you have a lot of draft study to do yet. And, you know, you'll be you'll be up late <laughs> cranking, out, uh, cr- cranking out, cranking out film. What's that? It started today, the whole process. <laughs> so I've been up see, since five. <laughs> see, you, you you needed a break. You needed to talk to me, you know, grab a cup of coffee, have a break. There you go. Um, I got to ask you about Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. I know he was at the Shrine Bowl. Um, people, some people look at him as a second round pick. Some people I've seen him go late first round. Is he a guy that, that you could justify at 25 if the Giants wanted to go re- receiver or is that too early for him? Yeah, You know what? That's a great question because if they feel like wide receiver is the biggest need on offense, I feel like the Giants wide receiver need probably warrants more of a veteran than a rookie. Or if you want a rookie, is there a big physical rookie? Because the Giants have a bunch of smaller catch and run guys, right? And and I'm not saying that Zay Flowers is of the same caliber as a Richie James or someone like that, but Zay Flowers measured in at 5'9", 195. You know, and again, size is not a skill, but, you know, Elijah Moore would be a good comp to someone like Zay Flowers, even though Flowers is much more explosive and dynamic. And you can thrive in that role. But you're taking essentially a flanker, a Z receiver, at pick 25. He would be the perfect pick if you had a big dog on the outside. Now, if you are expecting Hodgins to continue to grow into that role and be that big dog, then, yeah, go ahead, take him. Now you got Hodgins, um, James and Zay Flowers. So I can see both sides of the argument. And to be completely honest, when we were there at the Shrine Bowl and day one where he practiced, well, he was there day one but didn't practice. Day two he practiced. Almost instantly he was like, this guy shouldn't be here. This guy is a senior bowl guy. The level of explosiveness was just something that just jumped out at you. It was like, this dude is just ridiculously explosive and fast. But again, he's 5'9", 195, you know, 29-inch arms, too, I think. Exactly. So Giants fans are looking for probably a bigger guy, you know, as opposed to – I think they thought Zay Flowers would have been at least 5'11", even though it was two inches, you, you know. Yep. Can can you just, you know, reach out to everybody and, and just tell everybody to leave Quentin Johnston for the Giants? <laughs> just, 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 just leave him there. He just may, leave him there. You may get what you want, man, but the problem with Johnston <laughs> is that – you know, just from and again, I haven't broken down the film yet, but just off the naked viewing of the live games, he's kind of one dimensional. You know, he's just a vertical guy that doesn't have the best hands, you know, in terms of going up and snatch the ball. He almost got to jump up and create the ball, almost kind of like uh, a Martavis Bryant, almost kind of like a uh, Kevin White when he was coming out of West Virginia before he got all those injuries. And now he's, you know, barely hanging on with the Saints. So he may even be there for you guys. And if it came down to Osiris Torrance um, or 
John Michael Smith or Johnson, you know, I'm all team skill players, but I may have to side with the offensive line in that situation, you know? Well, you know, we go through this and I get asked this all the time and you and I both know, I mean, Joe Shane talks about the talent gap with the Eagles and everybody talks about, oh, Daniel Jones doesn't have weapons. But the first part of that equation is Daniel Jones needs time to throw. He got sacked more than just about anybody in the league and he spent a lot of time, you know, thank goodness he can run the football. Thank goodness he can move because he spent a lot of time doing it. And you also look at the Eagles, and one of the big things about the Philadelphia Eagles is they can run six, seven, eight defensive linemen at you as well without losing anything. I mean, to me, it's still about building from inside out. Build from inside out. And if, if, if you have a chance to get your starting center for the next six or seven years, or get a stud defensive tackle, and I don't know if there's a guy there, there, you know, at 25 that would fit that that category. But I think, I think you have to do that. Yeah, listen, that's why they're in that game. Think about how they beat the Giants. They ran right through the Giants. Then they double back the next week against one of the best defensive lines. They ran right through that too. You know, they really didn't have to throw against San Francisco. They moved Javon Kinlaw from uh, from interior D line to safety. To corner, he played all positions in that ball game. As much as they was throwing them around, mm-hmm. so yeah. if you're building good up front, you know when the Giants were winning championships, it was because they were solid on both sides of the line of scrimmage. You know, and again, as much as we talk about the skill players and quarterback play, and you know this and that in the third, if you're not good on both sides of the line of scrimmage, it won't matter. Um, and if you look at it, you talk about interior linebacker. Listen. This is the the the, the guy I, I'm about to mention had the same senior bowl as one of the best linebackers in the game today. And Fred Warner had the same type of senior bowl that Deion Henley had out of Washington State. Phenomenal, Ed. And here's the thing. He can play inside, he can he could play he could he's an all three down backer, you know, great instincts, great ball skills. The coverage was so impressive, man. Um, I'm talking about how hard it is for running backs versus linebacker one-on-ones for the linebackers to ever win a rep. He won all of his reps, batting the ball away, keeping close coverage. Then when you see him in seven-on-seven, getting his drops, getting between the ball and the, and, the, and the receiver, batting the ball away in the actual senior bowl game, had a really good game, playing a run, chasing the quarterback so he has a speed and acceleration this is the linebacker that would fit perfectly with the giants and you talk about pick 25 maybe that's a little bit too rich i don't know depends on what offensive lineman is there but for sure in 57 you will want to come away with him um again i'm i'm willing to see the giants go o-line defense in the first two picks you know, I know mm-hmm. receiver is a thing, but I feel like the Giants need a another veteran, a young veteran, you know what I'm saying, or continue to develop what they have. I feel like we're going to see this Giants team get a Colin Johnson back, have a promising young player in Isaiah Hodgins, have the Richie James already in the fold, have Wandale Robinson too. Wandale Robinson coming back, have good athletic tight ends, Cager pairing up with what you have in Bellinger. There's some answers already on the roster. It may not be the splashy name, but – 
they can be productive. And now you increase the O-line, D-line, defense, and you have yourself a team that can beat Philadelphia or beat the Cowboys and compete for, uh, you know, consistent playoff appearances. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different ways to go about it. And, you know, and it comes back to the skill positions, get that wide receiver, get that, you know, get that that George Kittle type tight end or whatever, the Travis Kelsey's of the world. But all of that doesn't matter if you don't have time to throw the ball to those guys and all the all the, the great corners in the world don't matter if they have to cover all day. So and and, and that's so. the thing too, like corner, Darius Rush from South Carolina had the best week I've ever seen at the senior bowl. And he was running the routes for the receivers in one-on-ones. And we know how the receivers versus DBs in one-on-ones go. Receivers make like a zillion moves, run to open space, and everybody oohs and ahs. That wasn't happening against Darius Rush. Like he was right there picking the ball off in one-on-ones, running the routes for the receiver, batting the ball away. He would fit in perfectly. He's a taller guy too. So we know Wink loves these taller corners that can match up, press with their feet and also their hands. He's someone I would keep an eye on too. Probably elevated now to at least the second round. Is it uh, another corner that I saw that people were impressed with? Another big long guy, I think, was Julius Julius Brents out of uh, Kansas State. State I yeah. think was another one. He's mm-hmm. either, he could be a safety, or you're going to have to be real specific in how you deploy him as a corner. You know, his hips aren't aren't as fluid, but he has great press skills, great physicality. Mm-hmm. So, yes, for Wink's system, he probably fits perfectly. And it's, he's he's going to be a scheme-diverse type player at corner or, let's say, the Seahawks or someplace like that where they love to press you and, and you ride you to the sidelines. That's his game, um, and that's where he can thrive. Also, somebody like Riley Moss, he has a lot of speed. So he can kind of bait quarterbacks to making throws because he has the makeup speed to get over top and pick the ball off. All right, and last question for you guy that I get asked about a lot, you know, I do these, I do these weekly mock drafts, simulated mocks on, on Sundays. And, and I'll be honest, I do them partially for discussion, partially, uh, you know, just to, to create conversation about different players in, in some ways for my own education, I'm doing them. And from the little bit that I've watched guy that, I keep getting yelled at for ignoring at 25 is Trenton Simpson, the linebacker out of Clemson. And here's why I keep passing on Trenton Simpson. I keep looking at this guy and I keep thinking, yeah, he can do a lot of things. He can run like crazy. He can cover like crazy. He's got great instincts. But every time I see somebody run the ball right at him, it looks to me like he gets blown right out of the water. So I'm looking at this guy going, yeah, he can do a lot of things, but he still looks like a sub-package linebacker, not a three-down guy. So am I crazy when I look at him and think that way? No, not at all, man. And again, this is just from a passing view. <laughs> if you're getting blown off the ball like that, you know, what difference does that make from what you have currently in, um, you know, Smith, who unfortunately, if he hadn't gotten hurt uh, in that fiesta bowl he'd be a different player but i mean you know you kind of getting that right now with what you have you want someone that's a difference maker um and i get the athletic traits and things like that but if you jump and sub package guess what the other team is going to do jump in you know trump formation or 
big formation, you know, bringing extra tight ends to fullback and run right at you. You're going to have to prove that you couldn't stop the run. Um, and that's the biggest, you know, thing that happens when you take, you get enamored with the sub package guy, you know, teams just going to get in base and just run right at you. Yeah, that's, that's what I worry about. So I keep saying when I, when I do that, when I, when I don't draft him and people say, why didn't you take Simpson? I say, well, I need somebody smarter than me to convince me he can play all three downs, and, you know, and, and that's, that's, so that, that's where I'm at with the guy. I'm not, I'm not taking a guy at 25 if he can't, if he can't play all three downs. And here's the thing. You see the situation, uh, you saw that situation manifest itself in Baltimore which is why they had to go out and get a Roquan Smith. You saw instantly they looked better versus the run than the Patrick Queen, who's athletic and can move, but was a liability in taking on blocks and trying to get through blocks and get to the ball carrier, and it just made their defense worse. So they get Roquan Smith, who's a thumper, but also has the athleticism um, and is good versus the run, and it makes their defense better. Absolutely. Anyway, Em, I know that uh, you're a busy guy. You got a lot going on. You got a lot of film to study. You probably got other people that want to talk to you. So we're going to let you go. Appreciate the time. And hopefully we'll get you on a couple more times before uh, be- before the draft comes here in a couple months. Looking forward to it, Ed. And uh, as always, looking forward to seeing you out in um, Indiana for, for the combine in nap time. Well, well, hopefully, hopefully I'm going this year. That seems to be that seems to be up for debate this time around, but we'll uh, we'll see. But uh, M, thank you very very much, and we'll we'll be talking again soon. All right, that's our show for today. Thank you as always for listening. Please remember to uh, stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.